Welcome back to the Green Mountain Boys podcast. This is Matt, and today we're joined by Florida resident Kevin Stone. Matt, Florida resident? I thought this was a Vermont podcast. <laughs> Max, Kevin hasn't always been from Florida. He spent his formative years in the Green Mountain State. Ah, that makes way more sense. Clearly, you haven't read his book. Matt, let's be honest, neither of us have gotten to the book yet, but it is on order. It's called The Onion Ring Lover's Guide to Vermont. Uh, we can't wait to read it, but in the meantime, enjoy the podcast and enjoy listening to Kevin's story. So today on the Green Mountain Boys podcast, we are joined by our first guest on the show, uh, author and illustrator of The Onion Ring Lover's Guide to Vermont, uh, Kevin Stone. Kevin, uh, do you want to introduce yourself to our audience? Uh, well, you've uh, you kind of did a, a good job. My name is Kevin Stone, and uh, this is my first novel, and uh, I'm very excited to be here. We're we're thrilled to have you. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to just kind of give us a little bit of insight into you know uh, what brought you to Vermont and, and your experience in the state? We know. Uh, you might not currently reside in the state, but but we'd love to hear about uh, your time in the state and, and um, what brought you there. Yeah, sure. Um, so in in nineteen way back in nineteen eighty six, <laughs> my parents uh, moved the whole family from we lived in in St. Louis, Missouri, and before that we had lived in Boston. So it's I kind of like ping ponged all around. Um, so we they moved, moved from St. Louis to uh, Burlington, Vermont, where my dad had gotten a job at UVM working uh, um, for, uh, with the, uh, the uh, international students. And uh, actually they had bought a house, but it was still being developed. And we ended up having to live first in student housing at UVM. Uh, and then we lived over a Chinese restaurant in, in Essex Junction, Vermont, um, uh, well, to establish residency you know, for, the, for, for the high school. It was my freshman year. And um, it, that, was, that was interesting. And I, I couldn't really eat Chinese food for about you know, <laughs> five, six years after that, because just you know, the smells were overpowering. <laughs> it was called the Ho-Hum Chinese Restaurant. Huh. I Kevin, I don't mean to interrupt you, but... Um... Chinese restaurants in Vermont have been a, uh, a main topic of this podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, this is great. This is, this is great material here. Uh, Max oh, has, a, has a favorite. So when you said it, I was curious if it was, but it, it does yeah. seem like it was a different establishment. So back to you. Yeah. I'm sure they've come a long way since the 80s, but you know, the food wasn't, wasn't so great. You know? <laughs> you know, I think you have to go to like San Francisco or New York to get like the best Chinese food, but... Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I haven't had any Vermont in Vermont since then, but it wasn't it wasn't the best. But that could I could have been colored by my proximity to it, really. Sure, sure. So yeah, so uh, and that's when we we lived in Vermont. The whole family, my mom, my dad, and my younger sister. Nice, that's great. I mean, um, so you know, you spent some time there, and then I guess when did the you know I know some of this ties back to the novel but you know when did your uh when did your vermont journey end and, and then what brought you back well um i uh, i went to art school in new york city um mm -hmm. uh in 90 but i would come back every summer 
you know, and stay here. So I'm really, you know, and then my mom actually ended up after my parents got divorced. Um, my mom ended up staying in Vermont and absolutely loved it. You know, um, she, you know, even though she was from Pennsylvania, you know, she really, uh, really found something, you know, that she was quite attached to about Vermont. You know, it, it was a very special place to her. And, it, and uh, she stayed there basically until she passed. She passed this past year and she had to move out because her health was failing, but it was only, it was less than a year before she, uh, she passed away. But, you know, uh, you know, Vermont was a very special place to her and our family, you know, so I, you know, even though, even though I, I, I left and, uh, you know, I stayed in, in New York City after, after college, you know, you know, be, having my, my parent, my parents there, you know, coming back and forth, you know, I still had this like connection to it. And, uh, you know, I was having this discussion with somebody, you know, like, I don't really feel like I'm from like a specific place, you know, mm -hmm. like everyone's like, oh, I'm from here, I'm from there, I'm a Vermonter which yeah, I could never be. I'm a flatlander. <laughs> and um, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, even though, you know, I would, you know, when people ask where I'm from, like I've been lately, I've been thinking that Vermont is probably the most apt one because even though I live in Florida, I really don't feel part of it. And I don't really, it's not, it's very nice down here, but I don't feel the connection. And uh, when I went back for my mother's, um, uh, like we had a memorial service for her just in October and like just coming, flying into Vermont, it just felt like very much like a homecoming. I'm like, this is so strange. I lived here like only like a few years, but I, I feel, I really feel like if somebody asked me where I was from, I'd have to say Vermont. And that might just because, you know, it's those um, formative years, you know, mm -hmm. like high school is like when you really start becoming like a real person. Right. Yeah, so like have those formative years of Vermont, I think really like, have made an impact on me and uh you know they kind of stayed with me which is why like it felt very natural to write about vermont yeah it's something we talk a lot about on the podcast you know as a fellow flatlander um just the connection and how sort of quickly people make it um because the state is so great and and does have this sort of you know vibe or feeling to it um you know max being a native um i think can speak to that and probably can relate a little bit in terms of you know, sort of moving out of the state now in his professional career, but, but still getting back fairly often. And there's always, there's always a plan to go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin, do you want to uh, give us a quick overview on, on the novel on, on the onion ring ring? Wow. The <laughs> onion ring lover's guide to Vermont. Yeah. Um, it might sound strange, but you know, I'm much better at writing than talking about it. <laughs> So I'm going to do my best. I really am. So the bit it's, it's, it's complicated, but I'm going to boil it down to a tessence. Um, so this family of four moves to Vermont and the father is kind of this, you know, he's kind of a restless soul. He's always traveling. He's always ping-ponging around from different job to different job. And he on, not on a whim, but just, he, he really wants to, he finds a, like this, he talks to this guy, he just happens to meet a guy and he, he buys this snack concession on this you know, theme park. And it's a Christmas theme park on an island in Vermont. And they live in, in, in Boston, Massachusetts at the time. And the whole family moves up there. And 
they 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 go through a like a lot of you know adventures and I, I mean that makes it sound more more fun but you know they it, it's kind of in in a um examination of like like a, a like the stressors that happen when when a family is uprooted and how um how, how those stressors can cause cracks in, in an already fragile marriage and um lack of communication can can be the downfall of that and i'm, I'm sounding it's like I'm very platitude <laughs> but that's the the backstory and that's in the 1970s and then there's also a, a two a separate storyline and they're alternating chapters that takes place in around the year 2000 where the um the the hero or protagonist of the story his name is, is uh jim sutton he's you know he he's an adult now and he you know he hasn't lived in vermont for years but you know he, the the year that there was there was very impactful on his life and he decides that he's going to go back to Vermont and he's going to write a novel about his favorite food, you know, you know, a favorite childhood food that has very warm feelings for him, which is onion rings. And he thinks, well, I'll just, I'll do, I'll write this book, but at the same time, maybe I can, you know, exercise some ghosts from my past, you know, as I travel up there and he has plans to end his trip in Christmas, yeah, Christmas Town, which is the name of the theme park on Christmas Island, which is a fictional island in the islands. Uh, and of course, on the Vermont side of the lake. Of course. Not New York. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Never. And um, uh, he kind of gets stuck in this little town and then things progress from there. So obviously we we talked a little bit about um, your past, but but what in particular do you think uh, really inspired you to write this book? Well, um, you know, when I lived in Vermont, you know, I would, you know, pick up the newspaper and, you know, what, you know, next to like the the advertisements for the the porno theater at Mallets Bay, would be like uh, uh, Santa's Land in like Putney, and it just like. I was struck by, you know, like what it would be like to live in this, you know, like it always kind of like, where's this bizarre, like a year round Santa thing. Just like, you know, you, you know, there's shops that are like year round Christmas shops. It's like mm -hmm. who shops in a year? I mean, how can you like, what's the overhead on that place? How can you make <laughs> it work? These, these Christmas shops. I mean, I'm now, now as an adult, I wonder if it's like some kind of, you know, like money laundering thing. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine like in, you know, in, uh, in, in you know in july you know people really wanting to get their you know a fake christmas tree or decorations but you know I, and uh I, in christmas itself is kind of like iconic outside of even it's kind of exists outside of the religious connotations mm -hmm. especially in america it's kind of like this it's like a theme you know like when you know, christmas time of course you know there's the religion but but like so many movies you just have Christmas as a backdrop because it's automatically, you know, you have all this interest and this kitsch and, you know, childhood memories and, you know, emotion tied up in it, you know, you know, like Die Hard just at Christmas. Yeah. And like, even, I, I don't know if you watch like, like Disney plus like Hawkeye, the new series is like set in Christmas time. 
So, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put a shameless plug in here for a couple of rom-coms too. I mean, <laughs> you've got mail and yeah. uh, maybe it's, maybe it's while you were sleeping or yeah. sleeps yeah. in Seattle, whatever those two are yeah. fantastic rom-coms, but also based around Christmas, exactly. presumably for the magic. Yes. For the magic. So, you know, the idea of living in a place like that year round, mm-hmm. but what it might be like, and you know, like, you know, what kind of rides might they have there and what, what kind of people would go there and, you know, you know, it kind of like, you know, stuck in my mind and I'd, I'd wanted to write, I'd always loved writing. And even though I, I my travels took me to, um, to, to become an illustrator and graphic designer, but, you know, I was always like, you know what, I'm, I really want to write this. And, you know, I had like a basic outline and I was like, you know, I'm going to, you know, see if I can write one chapter, you know, like I've never written that much. And then I was like, well, I'm going to write another one. And it just like, it just built upon it. And as I, you know, would write more and more, you know, I got more confident and it's like, wow, I think this can turn into a book. <laughs> and then, then through many, 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 many rewrites. And, you know, I eventually was able to get a, um, a publisher and then, you know, here we are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, long answer short is, you know, I was inspired by being in Vermont and seeing that. And then, uh, you know, kind of like that was the little seed that I kind of built all the other things around. Yeah, I mean, you know, one, I think your uh, your story is kind of inspirational, um, you know, just to relate it to, to Max and I, you know, we're, we're colleagues during the day at a, a, at a day job, but, you know, it's something where we're sort of just chipping away at this, this podcast idea. And, you know, it's fantastic that we get to talk to folks like you, but, you know, the idea is to just, you know, keep it going and, and hope that at some point it, it all makes sense. Um, and then two, with with what you're saying, I mean, it almost seems like the novel, it, you know, is in some way, you know, you sort of tying it all together, which is your own sort of, you know, search back for, you know, meaning and, and to revisit that time in your life, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's cheaper than therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so with your, uh, you know, your, your few years in Vermont, and then obviously thinking about it quite a bit while writing your book, is there anything um, that you really miss about Vermont or anything that, that you're planning on coming back for in the near future? Well, yeah, actually, I mean, I was back there, um, my mother passed away. And we, when we went back up there in October, I mean, like, it felt, I mean, it just felt so, felt so right, like an old shoe, you know, you put on an old shoe, and it fits perfectly. And it's like, you know, it, it, it's interesting because there are a lot of things that haven't changed and there are a lot of things that have, you know, and, you know, I, what I miss about Vermont is just, it's absolute natural beauty. I mean, it's staggering, you know, you're, you know, I, I had absolutely no appreciation for it when I was there, mm-hmm. you know, like in Florida, everything's so flat. It's the same, very sameish colorish, you know, this greenish, you know, everything's very greenish and the same kind of like, you know, palm trees and sand and, you know, it's, you know, and then, you know, came up when we flew in, it's just like, you know, it was actually a little, a little misty and like, it's, it was all, it was like magical flying into Burlington and, and you see like the, the color, the trees had just started changing color. So you look around and it's like, why didn't I appreciate this when I was here as much as I do? Because, you know, you see it every day and you just don't, and the, like we're driving down the road and, like the mountains and it's it's also it was kind of surprising to me just driving again because it's been years since i've been there 
and uh, how much I could remember, like what roads to go on and just, it felt very natural. And um, I miss, so I miss the, the beauty and I miss the people and I miss the, the, the um, there's a real sense of community in Vermont. I can't explain it. You know, there's a, like, it doesn't surprise me well, I don't want to get too political about vaccines, but it didn't surprise me that 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 Vermont was the most vaccinated because I think Vermont has the highest degree of, I think that people like like commitment to a to being in a community is how I would say people buy into that idea. Definitely, yeah, and, and yeah, you brought up a very familiar feeling for me. Um, I I mean I live in Boston now and. Um, going back up to Vermont pretty often, I, I think of that, I'm like, why did I move down here again? Like the natural <laughs> beauty is, is really the thing that, that brings me back. I mean, Max, did you, did you feel like that? You know, kind of what Kevin was saying, you know, having also done your formative years in, in the Green Mountain State, did you, do you feel that now as an adult sort of going back being like, wow, I can't believe, you know, my childhood was, was set amongst this beauty. I, I think, uh, to a degree. Um, and, and the older I get, I'm sure the more and more I'll, I'll appreciate it, but it's, it's definitely, um, something that's been on my mind, um, more recently. Yeah. Um, Kevin, so we, we got to ask, and, and I, it's mainly because, I mean, as, as a Vermonter, I, I have never really heard of anybody too obsessed with the, uh, onion ring culture. Um, can you, can you give us a little insight on, on, uh, what the deal is with, with all the onion rings? Okay. Um, well, I wanted this to be quirky, like Vermont can sometimes be quirky. And I would, you know, even in the book, like when Jim's going around, and he says he's writing a book on onion rings. People are like, why are you writing a book on onion rings? You're in Vermont. Why don't you write about like creamies or, you know, <laughs> you know like, like, like fall or something. And, but for Jim is the same reason is that like, um, like, you know, I have a complicated relationship with my dad and, you know, um, uh, you know, I love him and, but, you know, there were times that, you know, I was closer to him. There were times that I wasn't, but like one of the things that we shared when I was very little is like a real love of onion rings. And wherever we go to a place and they had onion rings, we get some. So it has like, you know, a real, you know, tie to, positive parental feelings and the same thing happens with Jim you know like you know his dad like one of the first things his dad does when they move to the to the to the island and they he goes to the, to the little stand where they have a little kitchen in the back because he, he you know heats up the fryer and he makes some onion rings for him so you know it's 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 I, I like you know other than the fact that they're awesome you know you know <laughs> that's the the reason why I wanted to have it and do something different you know like like I said like be, to, to be to be kind of like the the book's a little odd so I thought well you know he should do something a little unusual and plus you know nobody's ever done a book on onion rings in Vermont so he, <laughs> I'm sure he thought the same thing you know like oh well it would be easy to stand out if you did it about creamies cheese or beer it would yeah. just be a stack of unsold books like yeah. i feel like this has got legs <laughs> <laughs> um so with that being said uh do you do you yourself have a favorite onion ring or maybe narrow it down to your top three onion rings in the state in vermont or in the state or are you talking about just in general yeah let me address no other states in this in oh, this no podcast yeah. <laughs> well, I could just, 
um, the, well, here's a little interesting bit of, you know, of, uh, of trivia or seeing how the sausage gets made is that um, originally the book was longer and had chapter had in addition to the alternating chapters, there were excerpts from the actual book that he wrote, which would have real, you know, onion ring reviews. And I had gone around and, you know, with on a trip to Vermont and just gone and found places and written up stuff. But, you know, when you're a debut novelist, you need to keep your book page count under 250 pages if people are going to take you seriously, you know, and it was much longer than that. So that had to get cut out. And, you know, there's a phrase in writing, it's called killing your darlings. And, you know, sometimes you got to do that. And that was one of the darlings that had to go. <laughs> but I have them up. I have a website. And on the website, I have those reviews. And of those reviews, long, long answer. You know, the three that I would say I enjoyed the most is, um, I don't know if you've been to Ray's Seafood in Essex Junction. Of course. Oh, good. <laughs> so Ray's Seafood, you know, it's a little, I, I love it. It's a total like dive, as they would say on, on drivers, diner, uh, diners, drive-ins and dives. Yep. You know, it would be classified as a dive, but, you know, I always love that place. And, uh, you know, you know, I, I love you know, that it's like a, a, a portal back in time and it will never change. Um, I like that one. And um, uh, Archie's in Shelburne. Have you been to Archie's? Yeah, yeah. I grew I grew up in Shelburne. So very, very familiar oh, okay. with Archie's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a beer. They had a um, uh, black and tan onion rings that are really good. Huh, cool. Um, th- those were probably the best on the trip that I had when I went around. And then Maxie's in Waterbury which is a little bit like if you, it's a little like when you're turning into town, like it's like right before you start turning onto that strip that goes to towards, you know, Cabot and Ben and Jerry's and Cold Hollow. It's right mm-hmm. around there. It's like a little place. It's nice. Those are like the three top ones. Huh. And, and no love for Al's French fries. I oh, saw, I, I saw it on Jim's list. <laughs> it's uh, if I'm just, those are the ones that, of course, Al's is on the, it's, it's on the, 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 uh, on the blog, on the blog. So I, so I did peruse the blog. I, I, I perused the, the accompanying website earlier. I found a link in, in one of the articles. And we'll link to it as well. But, um, you know, it was great. I, I liked how you had visuals in there, too, because I yeah. feel like you can tell a lot about an onion ring from how it looks. Yes. Yeah. Well, well Kevin, you meant you mentioned the whole throw throwback in time or, or, or blast to the past there with with raised seafood. I feel like Al's does that, too. Oh, Al's. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Al's feels like like. I don't know how to describe it. If, if you, it, you know, it, it's such a throwback that, you know, like so many places look like when they're trying to make like a retro diner, Right. it, it almost feels like somebody constructed a retro diner. Like if I hadn't been there in 1986 and seen exactly that it's exactly the same, I'm <laughs> like, oh, somebody just built a retro diner, you know, like a Johnny Rockets or something, you know, it feels very similar to that. Yeah. It just is a retro diner. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, well, yeah. Totally. It is the um, retro diner. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, I do think that brings up a good point. Again, sort of Flatlanders perspective here, but I think so much of Vermont is just so authentic, like to that point, like a lot of things, you know, you walk in and, and are imitated elsewhere, but in Vermont, it's just, that's the way it is. That yes. That's an actual diner that someone just hasn't touched since 1986. I know. 
we went to oh we just we were up there there's this place we went to on shelburne it's like by the it looks like a we we were it's but it looks like a windmill it's oh like, the dutch mill yes yes yeah yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> i couldn't remember the name of it i meant to write it down uh when i was there because we had onion rings when we were up there and i was like oh that's it. i love that place i love little places like that yeah i, I feel like but, i grew up in the dutch mill that that place that's oh, a nice good, little uh, greasy spoon you want a little anecdote here's a here's an anecdote that could be like a talk show anecdote. so we're up there and you know it's like covid and we're being careful because i got my daughter she's 10 and so we're like oh we'll eat outside and so we got food and you know they're really cool about it but when we're outside i'm not kidding you like there were like 60 yellow jackets that swarmed <laughs> us and we had to, we had to retreat to our car because they were like i don't even know where they came from <laughs> they smelled they smelled the, the 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 fat from the onion rings or maybe it was the the hamburger meat i don't know what it was but man you know but the, the food was awesome i'm great i'm so glad that you know the name of that place because i i, I loved it you know? yeah i there's like um there's like a swimming pool like right next to it that that's kind of like filled in now but i would go there frequently and, and swim in the pool right on shelburne road it, it, yeah. not the best it's like a community pool? A pool yeah is a community pool like you could just go jump in the pool and then go get some onion rings? no there's um there's a like a campground behind it the shelburne camping yeah. area and um i think it belongs to the, the camping area but if you just just yeah. act like you knew what you were doing you you could get in <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i'm so glad that, that i could that you could yeah of course you know that but i you know it just it just occurred to me like I, when i was up there i was like oh i should have made some notes for like the, another chapter you know so <laughs> right. the onion rings are the onion rings are really good so I mean, Kevin, I you know I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job here, but I do think that maybe the publisher might have an appetite for an accompanying piece, which could be that's the actual I, guide I, to the Young and Rings. That's what I thought. I thought I thought well maybe you know if this is a big enough success, we could put out a little companion piece. Well, hopefully with the you know we usually we call it the the GMB bump, but um, oh, you know no. once once you get you know once you really start moving product, yeah. uh, I'm sure that the Onion Ring guide is not far behind. Oh, well, thank you. I, well, I'm, I'm honored. If I can only get that bump, I would love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, thanks so much for joining us, Kevin. If you have yeah. any, uh, any other thoughts you want to share with, with the audience, um, I'll give you um, more. No, I mean, like, like, I would say, like, I wrote this book with a lot of love for Vermont. I try to put in as much little Vermont tidbits as I could, you know, from my time there. And like, it's very, you know, it's very Chittenden based, you know, because that's where, that's where I lived, you know? And, um, you know, I, I, like my, my sister and I, it's funny, my sister also, like she, my sister's in a different stratus of like wealth than I am, <laughs> but she, she, she's got like a, a husband who's in tech in, in, uh, in uh, the Bay Area. And they bought, they actually bought a house in Vermont just, just to get away during uh, fire season right and uh so it's it's funny you know like i think our family is like drawn back to that place and i'd like i say that there's a lot of feeling and a lot of love for the state in there and you know like you know i i feel it's my own love letter to my childhood and some of like like 
like my my eyes like you know an outsider's eyes of vermont like a vermonter is going to experience it differently than a flatlander but like kind of like a flatlander's experience you know kind of so yeah, I, I totally mean, get that i mean do you do you see yourself you know kevin you know now as a as a father and and you know not to get too personal about what what brought you guys down to, to florida or anything else like that but do you ever see yourself coming back whether you know, absolutely my wife and i actually we met and we met long story short we were we actually met in in vermont in know. high school we were high school sweethearts and then we separated you know like we broke up like they people do in college <laughs> And then we found each other again later and nice. we were just, we've talked to like, we could see ourselves ending up there, you know, even though, you know, my, my wife hates winter, you know, <laughs> that's the reason why she's in Florida. She just likes the people and the culture much better, you know, up there. She's like, Oh, I could probably, as long as I could have something to do, like if I could take up a hobby and winter, I was like, well, just take up skiing or something. Cross country yeah. or just so, something to keep active. You know, I mean, Max families, you know, people make it work there's there's yeah, definitely exactly. got to be ways to make it through the winter and you know i'm sure you got I, friends down in florida so you know take I a never, few weeks go down there get some vitamin d and then yeah. head back up i never minded the winter that much at all you know um seemed to last forever you know but you know i never minded it you know it, it just it just was a you know part of the of just the experience mm -hmm. so it's always that uh that late May storm that just comes in and some, for some reason you get six inches. <laughs> I know I'm still Facebook friends with so many people from high school. It's so funny to see all of a sudden, you know, pictures of snow on, on lawns show up and I'm like, yep, that's Vermont for you. Oh yeah. It's, it's been snowing for weeks there now. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, uh, Kevin, again, thank you so much for joining us. We, we so appreciated your time and having you oh, on. Sure. Do you want to uh, uh, share with our audience, you know, your website, some social oh, media, yeah, yeah. like that? Oh, thank you so much. Well, first of all, if, if people want to buy the book, absolutely buy it. Uh, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, I'm coughing. Um, you know, it's 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 definitely seasonal. You know, right now, mm -hmm. you know, for the. If you want to read it you know it's got a christmas theme part of it takes place at christmas um uh you know you can get it from barnes if you get barnes and noble amazon any bookstore you know will you can order it you know so it's available basically anywhere and my website is onionringlovers.com and twitter is at onionringlovers um i think it's the same for instagram i have to check that's the one i do the least which is <laughs> You know, yeah, we checked it out. I think you had one post on yeah, there. So yeah, I, we, did, to, we did get, we, we I was got trying to get, I was trying to get Lord to say something about it because Lord has a secret like onion ring, uh, like uh, really? a Twitter onion ring account. So I was trying to get her to say something about the book. So, you know, what? We'll, we'll, have to do more there. we'll tag you, we'll tag Lord. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll make <laughs> yeah. sure that everyone's looped in and ma make sure they know yeah. to come, come buy the book and, uh, and check out all your, all your socials. Um, yeah. Thanks so if much again, not, Kevin. If it's not too much, if it's not too presumptive, if you guys read the book, now, first of all, you could hate it, which I would be very sad, but <laughs> if you guys like it, or even if you want, if you're like, have questions about it, you want to have me come on again and talk about it and ask questions about the book. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be, I mean, maybe we even do something, you know, in, in the spirit of Christmas. Um, 
you know, give us, a, give us a couple of weeks to read the thing. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, maybe we could have you back, ask some questions and then, oh, I had you know, a, maybe I, we could all, maybe we could all, you know, think on what the good folks of uh, Christmas town are up to, yeah. uh, up, up there in uh, the islands. Oh yeah. Well, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we don't want to think about the, what the good folks of Christmas town are up to up there. Oh, you'll, like I said, you'll see it's, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, I'd say it's there are parts of it that are very warm and touching, and that you know there are some it, like any great book. There is drama and sometimes tragedy. You know, like I th I think it's funny in parts, but a lot yeah. of a lot of the best books have good comedy and good tragedy. Yeah, I, I gotta be honest with you, Kevin. You you kind of piqued my interest. I was reading one of the the interviews with you, and you'd mentioned that um you know in terms of of some of your inspirations for the novel, um the piece about John Irving's Hotel New Hampshire. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of have a medium obsession with hotels in general. And so I uh, oh. clicked the Wikipedia link and, you know, I'm familiar with his work, you know, in general, but not not that specific novel. And uh, I was reading through the summary and I was like, holy smokes, there's a lot going <laughs> yeah. on here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and, you know, that one's going to not be be not far behind uh, reading your book because oh, it good. sounded pretty cool. But um, to your point, you know, any, any good novel or any, any great novels got got a lot going on. And well, uh, sounds okay. like your book's very much in that same vein. I will tell you, there is even if you like hotels, there's actually a, a, a fair amount of the part that takes place in the modern times that takes place in a hotel in uh, a, a fictional town called Strawberry Falls. Nice. Uh, well, yeah, we we look forward to that. I, I mean, we'd love to continue the conversation. Oh yeah, well, I, I had a blast. This is great. You know, I was really nervous that I would be, you know, like completely wooden. So I feel <laughs> you know, you guys have put me. At ease. That, I mean, if it's any consolation, that's our that's our constant fear. So um, <laughs> you know, you're in good company. So well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank thanks you, so much Kevin. for joining we'll, us, Kevin. We appreciate it. We'll talk it. to you soon, and we we look forward to you being our our first recurring guest. I just want to show you this. Oh, keep not <laughs> weird. Agreed. <Nice. laughs> Sorry, uh, for people who can't hear, see, I have a keep Vermont weird shit on. <laughs> we're Love we're it. on board. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, right, thanks so much, Kevin. Kevin. We'll talk to you soon. Right. Take Tell care. Me when it's up. Will do. Yep. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. That was our interview with illustrator and author of the book, The Onion Ring Lover's Guide to Vermont, Kevin Stone. We'll have his website and socials linked in the show notes. Thanks for joining us this week and tune in next week for our newest episode of the Green Mountain Boys podcast. Mm -hmm.